0: Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Universal Orlando Edition for July 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by the Diz Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. On this month's show, we'll tell you about what's happening at Universal Orlando, including more on the Harry Potter announcement, and a review of the new Blue Man Group show that opened a few weeks ago. We'll also tell you about the current special offers and discounts you can find at Universal right now, and you'll have a chance to hear from some of the Dreams Unlimited travel agents as they share their thoughts on Universal after our visit there last month. And our listener email segment, will answer some of your questions from our last show and we're going to award one of our listeners their choice of a two park universal annual pass or two tickets to see Blue Man Group. So before we get started, I just want to mention that uh our last show I said I wasn't sure what the timing on these shows were going to be. Uh what we're going to be doing from now on is uh the Universal Show will be the last Tuesday of every month. And we'll be discussing what's coming up in uh you know for the next for the next month. That's how we're gonna do it. From now on, just wasn't sure. When we did the first show, I wasn't sure what my timing was going to be. We wanted to put this up a few weeks ago, but schedules got got crazy, and I had to edit card cam. <laughs> so, but, um, all right, we're going to get started with uh, just some of what's going on around uh, Universal that you need to know. Uh, first off, I want to talk a little bit about Halloween Horror Nights. I know that's not until September, but they have released uh, the dates. And tickets are now available for sale. And uh, now, this is uh, they're doing something different this year uh, with Halloween Horror Nights. You've got a general admission ticket is uh, sixty four ninety five uh, for a single night admission, which is pretty expensive when you get right down to it. That's up. From that's ush, uh, yeah. that's a that's an expensive ticket sixty five dollars. But for the same sixty five dollars, you can get a frequent fear pass, which allows you uh, thirteen nights of admission. To Halloween horror nights, um, the select uh, they're selected nights. You can't like it's, I don't think it includes weekends, but uh, during the week, if you want to go multiple times, um, it's. I, I thought that was a, a really cool addition, but I'm I'm I, I mean I'll tell you Halloween horror nights is absolutely worth the sixty five dollars if it's if you think it's something you're going to enjoy. It is absolutely worth the $65. If you're easily scared, don't go.
1: It's it's not Mickey's not this so scary. This is
0: not Mickey's not so scary. You've got people chasing you down the street with chainsaws. There are several dates in September and October for Halloween Horror Nights. We're going to have a link uh, on the show notes page uh, so you can find out the exact dates. But it goes on uh, pretty much pretty consistently through September, through the end of September uh, into, into October. And it's... Uh, it really is. I, I really, I really think that Universal owns Orlando for Halloween. It's a lot of fun, uh, and if you're going to go on a weekend, if you're planning on going on a weekend, uh, I highly recommend you think about getting the uh, express pass to get into the haunted the haunted houses.
1: Yeah, those lines are long.
0: Those lines get two hours long real quick, and it's really tough to get into some of these haunted houses. We did the express pass last year, and we're just able to walk in to everyone that we wanted to So do.
2: they're selling a separate express pass plus the price of admission yes. to get in? Mm-hmm. They're really starting to cash in on this, aren't yeah.
0: they? Well, you know, it's really popular. Wow. It's a really popular night.
3: Well, you take that 65 bucks if you get an annual premium pass, or the premium annual pass, excuse me, you get a, a ticket to Halloween Horror Nights. Yep, one is you, included. So for, if you're thinking about you know doing something like that, you got to say to yourself, okay, I am getting an additional $65 ticket included in that. Yeah. There so, are
1: also some discounts out there. I know last year, um, with a Wendy's Happy Meal, a uh, combo meal, they, they give you a little code that you can go plug in the website and you get a discount.
4: On Coke, Coke too, cans too, right? Coke cans too.
1: Coke yeah, cans so too, So keep yeah. an eye out for things like that. Save you some money. And we do have them. Uh, we do have them for sale through Dreams Unlimited
0: Travel. We're going to have a link to that, um, so you could check that out. So, I, I, I'll tell you, just Universal throws a great party. Any of these parties that Universal's does, Halloween Horror Nights, Mardi Gras, it's just it's a blast.
3: These are this is a very popular event with locals, also. Oh yeah. This isn't just people. This isn't just for tourists. The locals snap these tickets up pretty quick, also.
0: Oh yeah.
2: It's pretty much guaranteed that Halloween will sell out yeah. in almost every. Saturday night, Friday or Saturday? Friday and Saturday. Well, actually, night. this
0: year because I think Halloween's on a Wednesday, it's in the middle of the week this this year. So um, the actual Halloween night is not blacked out. What's blacked out is November first. I think that's the uh, mm. Saturday Friday. That's their s- that's their Friday night or Saturday night event that they're expecting that that's blo- blocked out blacked out from a number of the passes. Like your you know, uh, like the the ticket you get in your annual pass, you can't use mm. on on some of those nights. So
4: even their marketing campaign for these things are. Creepy. Yeah, it's really. Super creepy.
0: It, it's, pretty, it's pretty extreme. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty drool. extreme.
3: Yeah, they don't They don't spare any expense on this. No, this they is, don't. This is a big budget event. But
0: what they've done, you know, in past years, I mean, people were just free to, you know, these characters were roaming the park, scaring the heck out of guests. And now what they've done is they've set up scare zones. Uh, it's clearly marked as you're approaching one of these scare zones that you're walking through something that, you know, somebody's going to jump out at yeah. you. Yeah. And you do, you know, you you have the option of, uh, in most cases, of walking around it and not going through it. So um, there's you, a lot of
5: places for them to hide.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do a really good job. They yeah, that do, would have they, been
5: good when I took Diana there. She, I can't get her to go back. I don't think she. Really I can't get her to sp- go back either. Spooked out.
0: Yeah, some some people just it's too extreme for them. Um, but I I love it. I think it's I think it's a blast. I think it's a blast. So Halloween Horror Nights wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Uh, Blue Man Group. Blue Man Group opened uh, their new show at Universal uh, earlier this month, and uh, I know uh, Corey and Julie got an opportunity to go to the uh, uh, the premiere show. The premiere show, and then John and Kevin were there the next night. And actually, the both of you uh, had different
1: experiences, slightly different experiences. Well, we um, didn't get the full picture because we were at the premiere, so the concessions weren't open. Uh, there weren't a lot of kids in there. Everybody's kind of dressed up. So we didn't get the full, full picture. I think John and Kevin got closer to the what no, everybody else would say.
0: Well, let's talk about the show and what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it.
2: Oh, just so people don't know what to expect, Blue Man Group is, I guess, best described as an interactive theater experience. It's performance art. Performance art with uh, a great deal of audience participation, and, and they really do a good job of bringing the audience in. It's a show that's been ported over from Las Vegas, being famous in Las Vegas. And from what I understand, I've never seen the one in Las Vegas, they changed it up a little bit for the Orlando audience. It
3: started make, in New York. It's still playing uh, in New York. In Las New York? It was off-Broadway. So it's it's been in New York even longer. And they've changed it a little bit for the Orlando
2: audience to make it a little more kid-friendly. Um, three guys dressed all in black with blue heads and blue hands are the the main characters in the show but it's more about uh, visual and audio effects and there's a great deal of visual humor humor and and things like that and they don't speak at all And the only things that are spoken are sort of done by announcers and which is really cool or words just
4: you know that come across the whole little area
2: Um, the best way to describe it was I think Kevin summed it up there's 30 minutes of some really cool stuff in a 90 minute show There are parts of it that were just mind-numbingly boring and silly, and we thought we should walk out and leave, but there are parts that were, wow, how did they do that? That's fantastic. That's
3: really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a theater snob, and I sort of hesitantly went into this, and I would have to tell people that if you have children between the ages of five and adult, they are going to love this. It's messy. It's messy. It's loud. It's funny. It's gross. It's gross in points. <laughs> Kids, we, the, the theater was, I don't want to say predominantly children, but there was a, a, a proportionately large number of children when we in, our, in the theater. Yeah. And they were screaming right from the very beginning. This is a very loud, raucous show. I mean, this is very just over the top. And they loved it. It's it's musical it's loud it's visual i'm repeating what john said cuz mm-hmm. i don't have other words for it but there's a, a portion of the show that just leaves your mouth open going wow how did they do that yeah. and there are some amazing visual effects mm-hmm. there are other parts that slow down to a crawl and you start counting your teeth it's just
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah the show's an hour and um 45 minutes long with no intermission so you're really yeah
0: yeah. Now this is the. That's the, a long time for kids
1: to sit too. It's a long. And show. you
0: know
3: something? It's not in this in this right. circumstance. There's enough going on that keeps them occupied. Wow. There's no intermission, right. but people are allowed to get up and
2: and go to the bathroom or the concession stand oh, as they see God. fit. However, I saw no kids get up. I saw all adults get up. I think the kids were so enthralled by what was going on and having so much fun that it probably blew, you know, flew by for them or us it probably dreading. For
4: kids, there are three blue men, I mean, catching paintballs in their mouth and spitting it out onto a yeah. canvas, you know, seeing how many marshmallows they can catch in their mouth. And you know
2: what? The, the sad part is, at my age, I'm sitting there going, that's just dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> You're going <laughs> to choke.
3: <laughs> and that blue paint, is that toxic? <laughs> I'm really worried about you. It's already red dye in there. <laughs> oh. I, I don't really consider this theater. This is not theater, this is a visual event, yeah, and there that i guess I guess I'm trying to describe something that you kind of have to yeah, see yeah. to really experience there's like a the fin- cool
4: the bronze sculptors we were talking about earlier, right that we you can't describe them because you, you just can't you, have no, to you see can't. it it's so cool
3: um there's also a finale that if we tried to describe it, would cheapen it terribly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however, mm-hmm. it's going to send your kids over the edge.
1: Yeah, they're going to love
3: it. It's just, in, that's incredible. There are some negatives that I would say with the show. First of all, the show is completely handicapped accessible. However, after the show is over, the people that are in wheelchairs are forced to buck the crowd and go in the, into the direction that faces into the people exiting the theater in order to access the ramp back out of the theater. I think they're either going to have to let the people in wheelchairs out of the theater first or wait until everybody else has left. Now, we saw it on the first night that was open to the general public, so I don't know that they had all the the, the bugs worked out. The other thing they did was the theater lobby is not all that grand. It's, it's kind of small in proportion to the number of people in the theater. After the show, the Blue Men came out and posed for pictures, which completely blocked access to leaving. Getting out of the theater was extremely difficult because they positioned themselves very well to get the most coverage, but the group that formed around them completely blocked your access from leaving the theater. I think that's something else they're going to have to take into consideration.
2: I would I would offer a tip. If you want to leave early, if you think you have to get out early and, and get to your car or get to your hotel, and you don't want to stay... The, the finale is obvious. There's a huge finale. But however, they do do something after that. So if you feel that, okay, now the finale is over, you can get up and go and sort of beat Without that crowd really out the Without missing anything. Without missing yeah. anything. It's sort of more of the same. How many times can you see him bang on the paint and the drum and the tube and yeah. the pipe?
1: I know? also wanted to mention the um, they use a lot of strobe lights. So if you're sensitive to strobe lights, if you have epilepsy, this could cause a seizure just to um, right. be, be prepared. Um, and also... Yeah. To if, a if, tip. if it is, uh if it is something you're concerned about, let the house manager know. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll, they'll escort you out before the strobes start.
4: And the show's pretty loud, so if you're sensitive to, you know, loud noises and things, bring earplugs for well, yourself. they
1: they have earplugs available
0: for well, show. Well, I just think it's great that Universal has added something this high profile, this unique, that is so kid friendly.
3: And what's really weird is they're not marketing in that way. Yeah, I don't find that the, the local marketing, at least, is gearing no, it kids. No, not at all. They're gearing it as sort of this uh, highbrow, theatrically thin. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it, it's, you know when they slime kids on Nickelodeon? That's the level this right. appeals to. I mean, it's that level of, there are some really dynamic visual effects that, again, if we tried to describe them for you, would be cheapening them. Yeah. You really have to see them to be believed, but...
4: But like the Uh, Twinkie segment like we talked about, that's just gross. I'm sorry. It's
3: going to appeal to a rather base sense of humor.
4: Yeah, your six-year-old brother who likes to, like, snort milk out of his nose, you know.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, I have a question. Uh, My grandchildren, five and three. Should I bring it?
2: I think it's too much for a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. the Three five-year-old year old too might, young. Yeah, the five-year-old might be okay. What I do find though is that a lot of young kids have very sensitive ears. Yeah, we actually had a little girl sit in front of us that the mother was putting had earphones on her and was putting her ears around her head.
5: Does it get very dark? Because a lot of kids, there's, there's a couple of spots where they turn the lights off completely. Because they totally, some kids freak out when it gets really right. dark.
3: I think older than five is definitely which one. I, I think it, even yeah. five. I think uh, the attention span for that age is not long enough that okay. a 3-year-old no matter how interesting
0: I you don't are, think
4: that strobe lights would be friendly to a 3-year-old either I think it might freak him out.
3: Right. Okay. So <laughs> it is very very loud also.
0: And I just want to mention that um just pricing wise let people know what uh, what these tickets cost. You have uh, two two types of tickets, two areas that you can sit in. You can sit in what's called the Poncho Rows which are up front. Because some of this paint splatters, apparently.
3: Don't sit up there. It's just too close. You won't get the visual effects. And I'm sorry. If you're going to the theater to have paint splattered on you, sit up there. But if otherwise, I think those seats are just too close to enjoy it.
4: You can't really see the the cool little statue. Right. It's right beside you instead of in front of you.
3: Um, Yeah, the poncho
0: rows and zone one and two uh, are $69 uh, for adults and $59 for children uh, ages 3 to 9 uh, zone 3 a little further back zone 4 $59 for adults $49 for children so you um you have some choices but i think i think those prices are pretty reasonable especially considering uh, what what some nights in a the theater might go for
3: i think this is especially good for that hard to reach age mm-hmm. that 10 tweeners. to 16 yeah. mm-hmm. 17 year old i think there's a lot in orlando for little kids and i think there's a lot for the kids older than that but the, that age that's really hard to reach i think you are going to be a rock star if you take your kids to this
2: yeah. i mean i want to offer some tips um It is a very interactive experience. There's a lot going on all the time. There's also a lot of audience participation. Not only individually, you can do in your seats to it, but they come out into the audience and they pick people to participate in skits and stuff up on the stage. Kevin's mentioned this before. I hate that. I mean, they come into the audience and I just want to run out screaming. They pre-select those. Right. And I just want to let people know that those people are pre-selected. So if, one, you're not the person who enjoys having that done to them, Rest assured, you're not going to be brought up on stage if you've not you been can preselected. No.
4: They may stare at you and act like they're going to ask you to come up on right. stage. <laughs> they do this thing where they walk
2: out into the audience. They look at everybody, and but they've already picked this person to go up. The second piece of advice is if you do like that, because, I mean, there's times they come into the audience and the kids are going nuts, yeah. pick me, hands in the air, screaming. If you think you're going to enjoy that, look for the person walking around with a clipboard. That's pre-show. That's pre-show. As you're boarding the, getting into the theater, look for the person walking around the clipboard, and you might want to get his attention and say, listen, my kid might be interested in participating, or I might be interested in participating.
3: Also, the seating. There's really They say there's not a bad seat in the house. The sides of the theater, as you get closer to the front, are going to offer limited sight lines. Really? There's going to be things that happen on stage. You'll be able to see them. You're just not going to be able to see I them know, as we well know. if
2: you.
1: Mainly the poncho zone, I would say.
2: I'm, I'm thinking actually like the zone one to the. F- we looked at people to the far right, and they seem to have been blocked by a wall. A
1: well, that's wall. where we were saying. We were sitting
4: on the far right. Did you? Were you we blind? saw everything. Oh, okay.
1: I think if we were if we were in the poncho zone, a little bit closer to the front of the stage, we would have uh, we would have missed some things.
3: So I agree. Obviously, the better seats are towards the center. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, I think if you're looking for something to do with that age that's really hard to entertain, this that's, is it. I also want to offer the tip that um, if you're,
2: again, you don't want to be easily embarrassed, beyond time. There is something that they do to people who show up late. Yeah, you don't want that done to you. This is kind of embarrassing.
3: The other thing is, the, you know, the other problem I think they'll probably correct is there's a waiting area out front with very limited seating. And... There's really not a whole lot of reason to get there 45 minutes early if you have a ticket. It's Your ticket is assigned to a seat, and if you get there early, you just have to stand around. And it just so happened that the night we were there, we had a thunderstorm. Yeah, us too. So all of a sudden, a thousand people were trying to stand under this overhang, and it became very warm and crowded. There's no reason to...
2: And it was funny because
3: people were lining up
2: and getting in this line like they want to be the first ones through the door. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense because one you You got to your seat, and it was assigned, but the lobby was so small that even getting back to the concession stands and all that was just crazy. Right. Leave that for after the show. get your souvenirs. They have a souvenir stand outside, so if you 're trying to get through the lobby and the souvenir area is so blocked, you can buy your souvenirs outside at a little kiosk.
3: Um, tell them about the painting during the course of the performance. Uh, A painting is created. Again, I don't want to give away. People are spending money to go see this. Go see how it's done. The painting is available. However, you have to be the very first person after the performance to reach the concession stand and ask to purchase the painting. The painting that we understood was $50. Hmm. It's a Blue Man Group original. It's abstract. It's abstract. It's a little gross. But it's for sale. We actually talked to the gentleman carrying it out of the, the sure. City Walk area, and he seemed very excited to get it. This was his fifth one. Wow. He's decorating his home in Blue Man Group Art.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's cool. What? Think
3: mm-hmm. of the
5: stampede. Yeah, I'm thinking creating. the same thing you're thinking, Kevin. Maybe it's not so <laughs> cool.
0: Well, here's the deal.
2: If it's something that you're interested in and you think is great, I think it's terrific. That it's a very one.
0: unique souvenir from your it's vacation. A it's a
3: One-of-a-kind. A one One-of-a-kind. One now, they do offer it to you wet. Be prepared. It's, it's not that large, so one person can carry it, but it is going to be either wet or damp. It's
2: so like a 12 by 12 canvas or a 12 by 16 canvas. It's not very big. It's and not big at all. But this gentleman seemed very happy to have gotten it, and $50 was not a big deal. He seemed to think that
3: that was but fair. But there's one,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, they and come. you
3: have to be the first one.
1: So. I also wanted to mention that you do not need Theme Park admission to go to Blue Man Group. Uh, I know some people probably think it's located inside of Universal Studios. It's not. It's located in between Universal Studios and CityWalk.
3: Now, I told you not to get there early. There's no reason to get there real early. Keep in mind that you have to park and walk or That's take right. transportation parking from the hotel. And, and
0: parking is not included in the cost of your ticket. Right. So.
3: so keep in mind that you do have to make that adjustment for time. And if you're parking in the regular parking garage... It's a hike. Yeah, this is one of those things.
0: It's I'd a- be looking to get there forty-five minutes to an hour early if you're parking in the
1: parking garage. Parking is free after six p.m. Just to let people know, it's eleven dollars um, during the day. And also, you time.
0: have uh, you have multiple shows on most days. They usually do at least two shows, but there are some days where they're doing as many as three or four. Spend really? the
3: bucks and park in parking valet. Now we valet parked,
2: and it was so bad that we actually left the car on the street and gave the keys to the valet on the street, pulling into the valet area. I don't know if that was because it was the first night. It was also just
3: about to rain. Mm -hmm. You could see
2: the clouds rolling in, so people might have panicked. It was
3: also dinner time, and it was just about a time for the movie to start. You know, movies start 7 and 9 o'clock. So we were getting there for a 7 o'clock show, so we ran into a whole lot of stuff.
5: So you might want to get there an hour or so earlier and maybe have a drink or something. I guess
3: what I said don't get to the theater that early, there's enough in City Walk to keep you busy. There's no reason to get... In front of the theater right. an hour. The to get there. There's
5: not a lot to do. But be in the area early. Right. So you can adjust. I guess that's a clearer way to put yeah. it.
0: Good. Well, I'm, it sounds like you guys all enjoyed it. It's a perfect fit for Universal, I
2: think. Yeah, I would just like to see them tweak and adjust it a little
0: bit. Yeah. And I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure not. they will. So cool. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Another new thing over at Universal this summer. Uh, Over at Islands of Adventure is the new uh, jet ski show, and I know Corey, you had a chance to go over there. And
1: yeah, we went over the um, the islands the other day to meet my sister and her boyfriend. It's the Hydro Action Stunt Show. It takes place in the lagoon, right in the center of Islands of Adventure, and it's it's uh, from June fifteenth through August eighteenth. Multiple shows throughout the day, and basically they have uh, wakeboarders, water skiers, high speed boats, and jet skis. And they have two ramps in the center. And cool. they, they do a bunch of tricks. They do some little, at the end of the show, they'll do a little daytime fireworks. You know, Nothing spectacular, but yeah. just, just kind of get your attention. They have an MC that comes on a loudspeaker and kind of engages the audience through the whole thing. And what I found interesting about this show is that it, it kind of fills the void. Uh, there's a lot of little void, void spots around islands. For example, the Toon Lagoon area, there's a little spot where you can go look at the lagoon. Also, Jurassic Park. There's that area down there that's that's usually dead. Mm. Um, also, right out of port of, port of entry. Well, Jurassic Park. You're talking about in front of the Discovery Center, right? That's that's a that's one of the a, that's a good viewing spot. Also, by a Marvel superhero superhero comic uh, area, Marvel superhero island, right? Is it, yeah, yep. that's another good spot. I always felt that that
2: they were going to do something on that lagoon, because they did. They had these walkways that looked like they were viewing areas. They sort of go across, and there's a a railing there. It's nice to
3: see them use that, though. It's a beautiful area. It's nice to see them use it for something.
2: Now, is there a theme to the show? Is it what's the story or anything? No. Just people doing crazy stuff? Yeah. And it
4: wasn't that crazy that they were there. I mean, like there were some cool things going on, but like nothing that I was like, ooh, wow. You know, the the jet
1: skis, they, they they do some tricks, and the guys doing flips on the on the skis and stuff like that. It's it's entertaining, and you're gonna you're gonna see it, you're gonna hear it when you're there. And it's, I think it's a, I don't know what else they could have did in that water, besides this. It's great. I think
4: it's nice to take a break, like with your kids, if they're tired and hot and they want to sit down and rest, and this is going on, go sit down and watch it. You know.
1: Were there places to sit?
2: Mm-hmm. There's
4: a, there's
1: places that's cool. Not like a. Uh, yeah, not a seating area. No, are not a stadium, but just like, like
4: there are little things to sit on.
1: Yeah. But I thought it was cool. It was cool? Yeah.
2: Did it seem like a lot of the people in the park went to watch that?
1: Yeah, Yeah. And that's how I actually noticed all the viewing spots. Because you can look across a lagoon and you're seeing all these little spots. probably a good time to hit some of the gonna busier say, rides. Yeah.
2: Say that's going to be the that's But you could be the, like going to be like going during the parade. get to be on the more popular rides. Oh, during the fireworks yeah. the 3 o'clock parade.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so will talk about the boats that they're using. The high-speed boats. That and was they'll, interesting. They'll, yeah. um, they'll intro some of the tricks they're going to do. So.
5: What you just said. That's what Universal is different from Disney. I, I've always tried to figure out. They don't have parades. They have the parade, uh, the Macy's parade at but, Christmas yeah. and Mardi Gras and the Mardi Gras, but they, they don't have parades. You and know, Halloween, they do a parade. Well, they so. do that too, but uh, on a but not general like a daily, daily, daily no. not like the three no. o'clock parade or anything where they bring out all the characters. It, it, that just sank in. I had sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Bob just had a
0: realization.
2: You see the light
5: bulb on top of his head. Blink.
0: Now, the other, the other thing they're doing through the summer, uh, they were doing this last year, too, is their uh, their nighttime spectacular in uh, at Universal Studios called Universal 360, which is kind of, uh, you know, I- I'm sure spokespeople for Universal would disagree with this, but it's a blatant ripoff of Illuminations, in my opinion. And I didn't think, it would, and not a very good one, in my opinion, either. It's not a bad show. It's just not a good show. And if you're going to, you know, in my review on the site, I said that if you're going to put balls in a lagoon for a nighttime show that has fireworks and you're going to project images on these balls, you're going to get compared to Illuminations. And if you're going to open up that comparison, you better be able to deliver the goods and compared to Illuminations. The show doesn't even write, in my opinion. But also the sound levels, I found the sound levels for the show were very low. I could easily hear everybody around me talking strain even though I' was standing under a speaker straining to listen to try and keep the sound levels down because of the neighbors because they live mm-hmm. they 're they're, they're located in a residential area universal Studios is so i don't know i i didn't i haven 't been over this season to see if they've made any changes if you're there and it's going on, hang out and watch it i wouldn't make any special special trips over there to see it though um, all the parks are open through July until uh, ten o'clock. Um, every night, 10 o'clock is when they close. Um, I thought they would be open later on 4th of July, but huh. uh, park hours for, for, for the month of July are all, all 10 o'clock. And if you are thinking about going over to Universal for 4th of July, there's a couple of options you have. Uh, for $10, you can get into a preferred viewing area at City CityWalk. Um, children okay. under 3 are free. Uh, they have live music, entertainment, and games from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock p.m. And you'll be able to see the fireworks from both. There'll be fireworks going off at CityWalk, Universal Studios, and Islands.
3: Are they using that like amphitheater area for that?
0: I have no idea.
4: I actually think that is what they're using, but I'm not for sure.
0: Probably, but I'm not. I can't be sure. That's a good deal. Uh, for $10. Yeah, it's not bad.
3: And that wouldn't need a park admission, then?
0: No, it would not. No, it would not. And uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville 4th of July party going on from 9 p.m. to midnight on the 4th. And uh, it's a uh, – you get to watch the City Walk Universal and Islands Fireworks from Margaritaville's second-floor balcony. Um, plus, they have a premium open bar, cocktail buffet, and signature desserts, $100 a person plus tax, and an 18% gratuity. Huh. Um, and we're going to have uh, links on the uh, show notes page for how to sign up for that. you got to call for those tickets.
3: That's going to be very limited because that balcony is not very wide or very big. So it's going to be limited to a – a group of people.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to go fast yeah, if, it's not already, if it's not already sold out.
2: That seems a little scary to me. No, we're not going the balcony. Yeah, isn't it just a thin little balcony? It's not a. It's no, not a I'm platform. sure it's a. I'm sure yeah, it's, it's
4: a big balcony, right? It's bigger, but yeah. it's not huge. I mean, I mean it's, it's not going to hold down. a lot
2: of people. I think I'm thinking of like the facade on the building. Yeah,
3: nothing's out in the front. No, actually, Jimmy Buffett performed there. I event. don't
0: think they put people up there if they were afraid it was like in collapse. Or, <laughs> you, you never know. know Anything up there, so um, Corey? What else is going on?
1: They also have, if you're into wrestling, they have the TNA Total Nonstop Actually Action Wrestling at Universal Studios. It's free. It's a non-ticketed event, and seating's based on a first come, first serve basis. And they're actually doing some live pay per view events: um, July 15th, August 12th, and September 9th. Um, if you want to be a part of that audience, and there are, the doors open at 6 p.m., taping begins at 7 p.m. There are a few da- few other dates, June 19th, July 2nd, July 16th, July 30th, August 13th, and August 27th. They do recommend that the minimum age is 14 years old to view this. And it's a TNA, what basically that is. It features a six-sided ring and high-flying X-Division. I don't watch wrestling, so I'm not really familiar yeah, with no, it. So. It's not but big I can, on my viewing list either. I can give you a list of the superstars that they, uh, they're going to have. Kurt Angle, Sting... Wow. Christian Cage, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, Team 3D, and many more. Sting is wrestling these days, and <laughs> <laughs> Blue Turtles ain't paying what they used to pay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Fields of are Gold aren't so gold.
1: If you're a um, if you're a day guest, you can follow the signs inside the park or visit uh, the Studio Audience Center at the front of the park for directions. If you're if you're not a guest, you can. It's actually located on the side of the Blue Man Group Theater, just follow the signs to Stage 21. But like I said, it is first come, first serve, so.
0: Cool. Now, uh, another thing that was announced uh, late last month, actually, the end of May, uh, we had been speculating and and sharing rumors about this, but of course Harry Potter uh, is coming to uh, Islands of Adventure in 2009, supposed to open in the spring of 2009. Well, spring or fall, depending on who you talk to. I've heard both. But uh, basically what they're going to be doing is um, it's supposed to be – they're billing it as a theme park within a theme park. So how exactly they're going to do this, we're not sure yet. But uh, from what we understand, J.K. Rowling's, the woman who wrote the Harry Potter uh, books, is very, very, very involved in the planning uh, of this. As is the man who was the um, Oscar-winning set designer for the movies is going to be is in charge of the creative team.
3: We we're there. That it, we drove by the other day. We drove that by that side of Universal, and I wanted to see if I could see anything. And I don't see any kind of activity as of yet.
0: Well, I know they've got some uh, privacy barriers up on uh, Turkey Lake, hmm. um, blocking the view of that big area they cleared out. Where That's
2: been there to- for a while. That's like I said, we speculated about that. A- like a month ago so yeah. it looks like they're starting something there, but that's been there a while. I'm
1: going to have to go do some investigative research. <laughs> yeah. Now
0: what they have not officially, <laughs> but what they have not officially announced is the hotel, the fourth hotel being a uh, Hogwarts. We've heard it on, uh, we've had it on good authority that that's coming up, but that was not part of the official announcement. I noticed that they interestingly left that out that the hotel, uh, They're going to have a hotel themed after Hogwarts. Hmm. And what we've heard is that, again, this is unofficial, but what we've heard was that it is going to be a three-diamond hotel versus a four-diamond. It's still going to be a Lowe's property. Uh, It's going to be less expensive than the other three currently are. But you are not going to get uh, Express Pass. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think Express Pass is a huge perk. And I I can't imagine why they would want to open a hotel and not offer that. It's probably one of the single biggest draws. If they want to get people from Disney, people that normally stay at Disney to stay at Universal, Express Pass is a real big selling point.
1: But I guess if they want to make a... You know, draw a line between their deluxe resorts and their moderate or whatever this is going to be, value resort. They're going to have to give more perks to the deluxe resorts. I think
2: that's the that's philosophy here is that yeah. it's going to be a cheaper price. And one of the things you're going to give up as a perk is going to be the express yeah. pass. What I'm, going to, what I'm going to be interested in seeing is how do they actually police this, how they actually do it so that it's the people staying at this resort. I guess they're going to have to code something into the cards. Or they'll or just
0: you – know, the cards will look different
2: and then you're going to get people who,
3: why are they going in and why aren't I going in? And I think the theming for this hotel is they're expecting that's going to, it's going to, to be a great no, draw as well. It will. Right. But I think that's why. They don't have to add any perks.
0: What they, I, I'll imagine what they'll probably do is make the express passes available to those hotel guests for an additional fee.
3: Yeah, that's what I saying. Depending on smart. availability. Yeah. That would be smart.
0: Depending on availability. So it's it's uh, it should be interesting to see where they end up going with this.
4: I think it'd be really cool if they do decide to follow through and and do a hotel themed on Harry Potter to have the teachers like the Maggie Smith character and some of the other main ones, um, you know, be a part of that whole experience. Have your cast, not cast members, but what do they call the universal people? People. Let's go with <laughs> cast members. Cast members. <laughs> the cast members Snaves. to patrol the hallways, you know, and be like, are you supposed to be out? Or, you know, just kind of funny. That's a great idea. I think that's great. I
2: think there's a lot of potential there. They could do a lot with mm. those pictures. I, I think like if you're, you're on a live.
4: certain floor and let's say that's the, what's the R word? I can't think. The okay, riff- but- Kevin the will, groups. I can't think of their names.
0: Kevin will be applying for the uh, Maggie Smith uh, role.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, I would love to, Yeah. See, the problem I think is what when the first starts, they're going to have that level of theming. Yeah. And then what I think a lot of times the problem is is the budgetary cutbacks. They lose that level of
4: theming. I know, but man, that would be awesome.
0: Well, you know what? Let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's see because it's uh, you know I've been saying it for a while. It's a new day over there. I have to say, they really do seem like they're dancing to the same tune. Finally, it's been a long time because it wasn't like that over there for a very long time.
2: There's still that. There's still that weird division though between the hotel being owned by Lowe's and. New
0: no, Universal. I am sorry. No, there is you. It is a seamless experience. It, I find
2: it, it with that whole with the parking thing and the whole the valet.
0: I've just. I, I've stayed. I've stayed there. Probably, I've probably spent three weeks staying at their hotels in the last six months. And I'm telling you, the experience was seamless. Um, being able to use your, cho- your your hotel charge anywhere on the property, in the, in the resorts. Um, it wasn't like it used to be where you had the hotels, where it felt like you were doing business when you were at the hotels. You felt like you were doing business with one company. The resorts, you were doing business with another. Restaurants, you were doing business with another. That has gone away. That has absolutely gone away. I, I did not see any of that. I felt like I was staying at a universal resort, and that there was a very nice, a very connected experience um, between, like I said, going to the restaurants, the theme parks, and the hotels. So,
1: yeah, My, my opinion, have, anyway. Like with the whole Harry Potter thing, Disney's not going to have the only castle in town anymore. Uh, yeah,
5: that's what that's I, what I, Bob yeah, said. Had said. Yeah. The other thing is, there's articles still floating around as far as, far as back as June twentieth about the excitement about what's going to happen over there in the park, and they get they have some. Uh, Uh, They released some rendering pictures. As
0: far back as June 20th? It was like five days ago.
5: June 20th, 2000. I mean, when they announced it, it was like the end of May, right? Okay. But there's still excitement out there on June 20th. There's reports of what they're actually going to do.
2: This is is huge for this town. Whenever anything big happens at a theme park, it's big. This is really big. This is very big. I mean, you're talking about bringing a major franchise into town and taking over a third of a theme park and building a new hotel. And this is major buzz.
0: And it's not just big among like you know people on our site. This has really made an impact in the industry here mm-hmm.
5: and internationally.
2: There are it, people there are people who are in the trade who are clamoring now to be part of this project. There are construction workers and crews and and people they're clamoring? Who are, is that not the right word? I just want to know. I guess they're clamoring. They really really want to participate. <laughs> and that was supposed to be funny and wasn't just keep going so it, it's affecting other industries not just the tourism industry you know there are people out there oh who yeah are i'm excited sure they're getting up
4: bids up. left and right yeah
2: <laughs> especially with the housing market slowing down there's people now who need the work but
4: i just hope they can take those artist renderings which look absolutely gorgeous and make those reality i really hope that it looks exactly well, like, like, said, like i see it
0: they've got the uh i mean the man who designed all the sets for the movie right is in charge of that. So I find it hard to believe between J.K. Rowling and him yeah. that they that wouldn't be able they're to. They're not going to be, that they're going to insist on it. There's so. also
2: no lack of talent in this town when it comes to that. That seems to be something that's guaranteed that they're going to do a great job on.
0: All right, let's uh, wrap up that discussion. Let's talk a little bit. Just I, I want to give a heads up to folks about some of the uh, current specials uh, and, and deals going on. We talk about Harry Potter opening up in 2009. I can't stress this enough, folks. The, uh, the This two-park, seven-day unlimited admission pass that they're selling right now for $86 uh, has no expiration on it. You buy that pass now. It will be good when Harry Potter opens in 2009. If you're planning to go to Universal in the next couple of years, I would strongly recommend buying this ticket it's not going
1: to expire.
3: Yeah.
4: We've already had some people contact me asking whether or not they'll be able to use their tickets then yes. and, and have purchased them.
1: You know, and shipping is free when you order through Dreams of Travel, so have these shipped to you. Don't don't choose electronic pickup. Yeah. For 2009 Isn't just have really them shipped cool. to
2: you. I mean, I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting. That's a really cool thing is that when you buy a Disney ticket, you know, you may have to upgrade or something like that. You have that. to if buy you,
4: the no expiration option. If
2: you want to get something that's a little bit better or something new that tweaks. But this is going to be good forever. I mean, that's that's like a hedge against inflation it almost. Is. You uh, know?
0: I, I, I don't understand why every person who even thinks they might want to go to Universal in the next five years doesn't buy one of these yeah. tickets. Two parks. You get admission to both parks. Seven days. Unlimited admission. eighty five ninety
3: nine. dollars No, it is seven consecutive days.
0: Seven consecutive yes. days. Yes, you, you know if you've started on a Monday... You've got until the following Monday to use it unlimited amount of times, but then it expires. But the ticket itself does not expire until you start to use it. Right. There's no So you can buy it now and use it in two years. Now, that may change. This ticket could go away at any time. You know, as soon as Universal decides they've sold enough of these. It's going to go away. It's already gone up in price. It's gone up in price once. Not by much, but
3: it can change.
0: And at some point, they may decide to put an expiration option on this.
3: And I'm willing to stake my reputation on the fact that before this Harry Potter stuff opens... There'll be be a price increase, changed or different. Oh well, it's going to
0: be. We're talking. We're talking two years before uh, Harry Potter opens. Uh, Every every theme park in Orlando is going to have a price increase before that. But you're
3: going to see a bigger price increase than we normally see with Universal. I
0: don't think you will. I think they they they've all always raised their prices similarly. When Disney goes up and the other two go up, that's usually they're very good about all staying together on that. I do not think you're going to see Universal charge more for a pass. Uh, than disney is i i don't think I, they're too they're, they need to get people into the parks they know they're going to get huge volume and they've gotten very good one of the things they've gotten very good at is even though their attendance levels have been down the last couple of years their actual revenues have gone up because they've gotten much better about marketing their product inside the park uh-huh. getting people to do you know eat more in the parks spend more on souvenirs things like that so They've been they've been very good about that. So I don't I don't know that we'll see a, a, an increase that's more extreme than Disney's, but we'll certainly be I will definitely be seeing uh, price increases. But as John said, this is a great hedge against inflation. I can't push this ticket enough. We'll have a link to it on the show notes, folks. You really really need to pick one up if you're thinking about going to Universal. Um, they also have some uh, some some deals going on at the hotels. We'll have links to this on the show notes page, but. They're offering up to twenty percent off uh, select nights uh, for hotel rooms on property. Every little bit helps. These are you know yeah. not not inexpensive hotels necessarily. They're um, good hotels. And of course, you know then the, there's the annual pass. I mean, I, I can't I can't harp on that enough. Yep. Um, the, the the discounts you get with that annual pass are the best deals between dining, your dining Packing. discounts, your parking discounts, your Souvenirs, hotel rooms—it's just ridiculous. Additional passes. Additional passes.
3: Yeah. you get the Halloween Horror Night pass with a with, premium. With the,
0: yep, with the with the premium pass,
3: and you get eight bottles of water at almost three bucks a bottle.
0: Exactly. There's two, another
3: thirty-three bucks or 30 two hundred and
0: seven. I think I think the pass itself is two hundred and seventy-nine dollars.
3: And if you take out the sixty-five dollars for Halloween Horror Nights, and the thirty dollars for free water.
5: And $11 every time you park the car. Right. So it's... And uh, valet I've, parking is free with a premium pass. And mm-hmm. I think that's like $16 or Yep, or $16 more. a
0: clip. We just so, get half
4: off and we always park there.
0: All right. Uh, our next segment, we're going to actually... Um, we're going to play some pre-recorded audio that we had uh, done last, last month when we had uh, a lot of Dreams Unlimited travel agents. In town doing a uh what's called a fam trip a familiarization trip that was sponsored by universal and uh we i I asked the agents their opinion on a number of things ranging from hotels to theme parks to food and uh gave us some very as my agents always do our agents always do gave us some very candid answers and sure. uh, i think uh, I think you guys will enjoy listening to it we're going to uh we're going to cut to that and let you listen to some of what our agents had to say. We're here with some of the uh, travel agents from Dreams Unlimited Travel who are participating in a familiarization trip sponsored by Universal Orlando. We're at the Hard Rock Hotel, and uh, we're joined by Sue Ellen Soto-Rios, Dagny Young, Dan Frankowiak, and Kathy Worling. Well, what about uh, the other, the new attraction that we know that has now been confirmed uh, that was rumored for a long time was is The Simpsons? That's replacing Back to the Future. It's going to be another motion simulator. We don't know what kind of technology it's going to use. We're ho- I'm hoping that they use a technology that's something new we haven't seen yet. Maybe a step up from Spider Man. But Dagny, you're shaking your head. You don't. You don't think the Simpsons was a good idea?
6: I was. I was going to say. Um, I think like the Simpsons. I think like their time has passed. You know, and I mean. They're a big deal, but it's sort of like they've dated themselves right there. So unless they have some kind of blockbuster technology, it's like I'm not going to go running over to see The Simpsons.
7: I think our guide said today that they were basically going to use a simulation of the car or some other type of car that's already in place. And they're going to use the, the video as they have it now, that there's not going to be anything new and spectacular on there. And I think you're right. I mean, there is a big Simpsons following, but I think they could have done a lot more with that attraction. I have to agree, they're immediately dating themselves. The
8: Simpsons started in the early 90s, and we're already in 2007. Actually, it, they
2: started in 88.
8: What, what year? They were
2: in the late 80s. 88. 88, okay.
8: So, I mean, it's been on forever and ever and ever, but I just think that because it is cartoon, and because it has been on so long, it can't go on but so much longer, and it has a limited following, and I just, I don't, I don't like it personally. I don't.
7: Well, think they already a good have to do.
8: I think they're dating themselves majorly.
7: And they already have an animated attraction in the Jimmy Neutron ride. So do they really need another animated motion simulated attraction?
0: Well, let me play devil's advocate. Um, yes, Simpsons has been around for a long time, but it's also the longest running series in television history. Um, and goes beyond just a television show. It is now a part of it ha- and I think will be for many, many years a part of pop culture. Um Now, they're basing this not so much on the television series of Simpsons. Remember, we're writing the movies, but they're basing this on the Simpsons movie coming out, I believe, later this year. Um, Is supposed to be the impetus behind this. Um, Assuming, let's say, that the Simpsons movie is a big hit um, and spawns... Three or four sequels. I mean, that's certainly not unheard of. We're on Spider-Man three now. Um, do you think that might that might re- kind of revitalize the franchise and provide the excitement level necessary to maybe keep the Simpsons ride being fresh?
6: No, I think this is one of those. <laughs> I think this is one not of to those to find
0: a point on it. No,
6: <laughs> this is one of those times that they they have a building and they sort of have the technology in place for part of the attractions. It's like we can hurry up and get a new attraction in there for not as much money as what it would have cost if they would have put something totally new and fresh in there. And I mean, the the movies will help the ride continue, but.
0: They cannot keep the same ride mechanism that existed in Back to the Future. One of the problems with Back to the Future was that that ride mechanism was so clunky and so painful, even for people without back problems. If you have any kind of back problem, that ride would lay you up. So I'm really hoping they do something.
6: This just sort of reminds me of like when Disney had Alien Encounter and then they made Stitch. That... They could say that they had a new ride, and they got people to come because they thought it was a new ride, but they used a lot of the technology and the existing building from a ride that was there that it bottomed some more people, but it also turned some people off and I, I sort of think that 's what 's going to happen here, but I could be wrong because i don 't have any data to back up what i 'm saying i right. 'm sure universal 's done their homework obviously.
0: I hope so I hope so. Um, But let's talk a little bit about Islands, Islands of Adventure. That's their newer park, newer. Um, Well, actually, let's do this. Um, Everybody here, all four of you, have children. Some of them are grown, some of them are infants, some of them are in between. Um, One of the big things we hear about Universal is that it really isn't as kid-friendly as it should be because the height restrictions on a lot of the rides... Really do uh, preclude some of the younger kids. What do you think? It, it, at what age is it good to bring them here, or is there enough stuff here for younger kids to keep them occupied? I have an infant, and there's no way, there's no way that I could come here. I would be spending all my time in that child swap area, so I definitely think that they need to do a little bit more. I can only think of the cat in the hat and the trolley ride high in the sky are the only two things that, and the carousel. Actually, all of Seuss Landing, and those are the only things that I can think of.
8: Yeah, there, it has its benefits, and it has its, its not benefits. I mean, it's, um, I have a 5-year-old and a 16-year-old. The 5-year-old, there, there are some great things for a 5-year-old, but I think a lot of the rides at both Islands of Adventure and the studios are a little too intense for the younger children. Yes, there are things for them to do. You've got the Barney area over in the studios. You've got the Seuss area in Islands of Adventure. Uh, Baby Swap here is much better than Baby Swap at Disney. They have air-conditioned rooms with benches, places to sit, an easy way on and off. The, the Child Swap area at Universal it is by and far hands above Disney's Child Swap. I've used it. It's fantastic. I recommend it. Um, but as far as what age I would recommend, I'd say maybe seven or older. I'd say that's an appropriate – I mean, yes, you can bring the younger ones, and yes, they'll have some things to do. But as far as um, getting the most from the parks and really feeling like you're getting a value and, and getting things that they can do and that's not going to be just too scary or too intense or just too loud, um, I'd say seven or older is, is a good age range.
6: Now, my kids were nine. My youngest was nine when we first started coming here. And they really liked it because they could just go from, like, ride to ride to ride. They liked, you know, like Islands of Adventure. You you had all those thrill rides that they couldn't do at Disney. Right. You know, so they liked That's it. That's
0: a huge advantage for Universal is yes. are are the, are, the, are the level of thrill rides they have.
6: Yes. Personally, I would ride the bench at most of them, but my kids would be on the rides.
0: So, now, Dagny, you have, you have uh, younger kids. What do you think?
7: I actually have a 7-year-old and a 16-year-old, and they would prefer that we spend most of our time at Islands of Adventure over any park, including Disney.
0: Including Universal Studios?
7: Yes. And that's mostly because they're both thrill-seekers. They, they like the, the more intense attractions, and so this park offers that for them.
0: Well, that'll do it for uh, this segment. I want to thank... Uh, our Dreams Unlimited travel specialists, uh, Suellen Soto Rios, Dagny Young, Dan Frankowiak, and Kathy Worling for joining us. And that'll do it this time. Thanks for listening.
1: I have a park beeve. I don't know if I should talk about it. The, the day we went to go see the Hydro Action show, we wanted to go eat City Walk after. They had an expo that rented out the entire top of City Walk from Red Coconut all the way down to Jimmy Margarita. Margaritaville. So all that was all, you couldn't access This them.
4: was at about
1: 5.30? We saw a lot of po guests because they wanted to go to Pato's. They we wanted, wanted to, to go. We want, they wanted to go to the Latin Quarter to eat. The groove was... You,
4: you guys ask one of the cast members or workers yeah, or whatever. Services. And ask when, you know, like, who are these people? Why is this going on? Why can't we get up there? And he's, that person like, oh, had only been told no, just, like a several hours yeah. beforehand that that was going on that day. It's weird. There were, it's I mean, very were, weird.
1: A lot of guests were mad, but I just wanted
0: to well, tell, you, us, tell you all that. including you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and uh, do our email segment for this month. We have some good, e- some really good emails came in. I really wish I could read all of them, but we can't. But we did select a winner. Last month we announced that uh, we were going to select one email randomly, and that person was going to win their choice of either a two-park annual pass to Universal or two tickets to go see Blue Man Group. And I'm pleased to announce our winner is Stephen Rickert from St. Cloud, Florida. Uh, local boy, wow, and uh he uh, this is his email. Thanks so much for the universal podcast. I have to thank you folks for the unbiased coverage of universal such unbiased coverage from a bunch of huge Disney fans like yourself is to be commended. I too am a huge Disney fan. I live in Central Florida now, but our family visited Walt Disney World one or two weeks a year since nineteen eighty four My wife, who introduced me to Disney has visited visited Walt Disney World since it opened. The reason I bring it up is that we 're such used that we're such big Disney fans. And to tell you that, as Disney fans, we can also be Universal fans, too. We got an annual pass the very first year Universal opened when there was no Islands of Adventure. And the Universal parking lot was right in front of the Universal Arch. I remember that mm-hmm. well. Uh, and I, he, goes, I, he continues to write, I still have my original Universal annual pass in one of my photo albums. And I know it's sort of against the rules of the podcast to compare Disney to Universal, but I must. It's great that you bring up all the great discounts that Universal gives. Universal gives much better deals to the locals than Disney does. I cannot afford to purchase a Disney annual pass for my family, but at $99 to renew our two park annuals to Universal IOA, it's a no-brainer. For a moment, let's compare. At Disney, the cheapest annual pass I can purchase is the seasonal annual pass at $223 plus tax per person. This pass has blackout dates and does not include parking, there are no real discounts in the park with your pass, and there's no renewal price. Uh, Universal, on the other hand, as I say, pays just $99 plus tax, and there is a renewal price. There are no blackout dates. There is free parking. There are real 10 and 20% discounts when presenting your pass to the parks. P.S. I like Universal 360. It's no illuminations, but I like it. So I thought uh, he brought up some... Uh, some good comparisons, especially the annual pass is the big is one of the biggest differences I see between uh, Disney and Universal, and uh, it's just how, how much of a value that pass is. that pass the universal annual pass pays for itself. You use it three or four times in the parks between souvenirs and dining, and if you, st- you use it for the hotel, forget about it. It's, it just it pays for itself instant hotel mm-hmm. alone, the hotel discounts alone pay for the pass in almost every case. So
2: one of the beauty parts about living here is that you do have a choice. I mean, you don't have to I, I don't know where this came from, but you don't have to be in a camp. You know, you don't have to have the universal camp versus the Disney camp. Yeah. You know, you can love both places and also to see World and some of the local attractions that are available to us. So that's great. I wonder where he lives in St. Cloud. I wonder if he lives by us.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
3: If he lives in St. Cloud, he lives by us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're all neighbors. All right. Uh, Who wants to go next?
2: I will. I have one from Hector. And Hector's in East Hanover, New Jersey. I used to work in East Hanover, New Jersey. Is that where uh, Mm -hmm. Ben Kieser was? It is. Oh, okay. It's a small world. After all. Hello, guys. I love the first podcast. I really felt it was informative. My question stems from the fact that I will be traveling to Orlando 924 to 923.07 and staying at Disney. We're going to have three free days, and one of them will definitely be a downtown Disney day, as my wife loves shopping, and as a non-typical male, so do I. We have a six-year-old and a two-year-old traveling with us and wondering what we can do at Universal to have them enjoy
3: their time over there.
2: Uh, thanks, we, and keep
3: up the good work. We read Hector's email in the Disney show. He was the one with the six-year-old and the two-year-old. Who just wanted, about to say that. Who wanted to go to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween no, Party. Hector
0: gets two emails.
3: Excellent.
4: He should definitely visit Seuss Landing.
2: I was going to say, I think that with a six and a two-year-old, stick with uh, the studios versus uh, IOA.
4: Well, Seuss Landing is at IOA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say
2: stick with IOA versus the studios.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, if, you are, if you do find yourself in the studios, that whole Woody's kid zone, Woody Woodpecker's kid zone, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Stella, the five-year-old, my Walter's niece, we had her over there, she would have stayed there all day.
2: Oh yeah, forgot about yep. that. And, and the, there's the animal home. show
0: There's Bonnie. Have not bring a baby. Isn't there
4: so. a Curious Jordan area too? The,
5: well, yeah, that's all part
4: of Woody's oh, okay. Kid Zone.
5: I I Who's
0: can't
4: wait Bonnie? for the
5: grandkids to come down this summer because I'm taking them over to Universal and see what see what c- we can do what over makes there. Them click. Yeah, it'll be interesting.
2: So there's definitely kids stuff to do. Obviously, you know, you're not going to take them on the scarier rides like T two or the Mummy or stuff like that. But there's great stuff for kids to do at the parks.
0: Yeah, it's the not Shrek as ride. yeah, it's not as extensive as, as a lot of people would like it to be. Um, I will not sit here and say that Universal is, you know, overly kid friendly. There's a lot more they could do. There's a lot further they could go. I think I mentioned last last month in the Universal show that, you know, they really ought to consider doing what uh, Disney did at Epcot with those kid zones set up around World Showcase, where they uh. had these interactive activities for kids to do in an area that's. Really aim more at adults, and I really wish they would do something along those lines. But you know, it's there is stuff there for kids to do. Like I said, Stella, the five-year-old, absolutely loved it. Had the grandest time. Walter said when they saw she, he saw them a couple of weeks ago for a family function, and they were all watching television, and a, a, commercial. a commercial for Universal came on, and Stella just lit up. And just started talking about all the things she saw and how much she loved it. And blah, 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 blah. It was great. It was great. So obviously had an impact on her.
3: Is it my turn? It's your turn. It's your turn now, Kevin. Let me get my glasses. This is from Aaron in Fishers, Indiana. Aaron says, I have a question regarding the pools, uh, the three resorts in universal is it true that you can pool hop between the three universal resort hotel pools for example if i'm staying at the royal pacific and i take boat transportation over to the hard rock and enjoy their pool i would also like to hear your reviews and opinions on the three resort pools which is your favorite and what are some of the pool features and activities one of the big highlights of any vacation for our family is the pool we spend a lot of time there and we'd like to know what you think and he's coming in august so it's going to be hotter than Georgia asphalt out there. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yes, you can pool hop. Huh? That's perfectly uh, legal at uh, Universal. You can use any of the three pools. That's
2: like them slapping Disney in the face.
0: I think, I think <laughs> the best pool is Hard pool. Rock. Yeah, Hard Rock. I think ranks clearly heads and h- head and shoulders above the other two yeah. as the best pool. Um, it's bigger. It's better. I think it's a lot more fun for kids. The slide is a lot more fun for kids. Although, Portofino has a Portofino pretty good slide. has, I was just has two say, pools.
3: Now, I thought... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the pool area at um, the Royal Pacific, I thought that was kind of cool with the boat in the middle of it, yeah, the steamship.
5: It's like a wet zone, and they yeah. have the right. cannon yeah. water. They all, they all have their own little niche. They really do. If you're going to be here
3: for a couple of days, it'll give you a chance to see all three. Yeah, exactly.
0: Really. Have a party. Exactly. I I mean, prefer. Personally, my preference first is uh, Hard Rock, second is Portofino, third is Royal Pacific. Um, and that really right now is also matches my preference for hotels, And the hotels themselves, uh, Hard Rock, Portofino. Hard Rock and Portofino, I vacillate back and forth, which one I like better.
3: Yeah. That's really funny. If I was going to go stay at a hotel, I like the intimacy of the Royal Pacific. Really? I thought the hotel itself was very – I thought it, there was an elegance to it.
0: There is – i don 't know why, for some reason, it, it, i don't dislike the Royal pacific i don 't want to say that I, I it's just not my favorite It's um, not a
1: very
5: photogenic hotel
1: no it's
0: not it, it's not a photogenic uh, hotel at and, all
5: and I've tried to photograph it from several angles. And it just doesn't work
0: <laughs> yeah it's a rough it's a rough place to photograph but uh, it's like fireworks i
5: you have to have that tripod. would be
0: my personal my personal preference would be hard hard rock Portofino and and Royal Pacific.
5: See, mine's Portofino, the Royal Pacific, and then Hard Rock. But we're
4: talking about now, pools. No, as Mostly. far as
0: activities, as far as activities go, at all three, um, there are organized activities during the day for younger kids and teenagers. Um, you can sign up usually at; they usually have a an, an area, a, a booth set up somewhere where you can sign up for that stuff, where you can buy like you know your sunblock and all that stuff. You can sign up your activities there. And uh, I, I'll tell you, I think they do a great job. Uh, they all do, during, especially during the summer months. At least once a week, they do the uh, dive-in movie, where they're doing the movie at the pool. Um, yeah, that's cool. It that really is. They yeah, give you is. floats. They give you floats, and you get in the water and you watch, you watch a movie.
1: Can you order food at the Portofino bar at the Portofino oh, yeah. pool? Oh, you yeah. can. Okay. Sure. I know hard rock and roll. I didn't know.
0: Oh, yeah, they have a menu. They have a they have a bar menu there. Yeah. Just the, the 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 pool bar at the Portofino is really tiny. Yeah, it is. It it's is a tiny. really. That's why really I was tiny. wondering if they or had they have that nice, service. Nice big one at the Hard Rock. So, and I think the the pool food, the pool bar food at uh, Hard Rock is outstanding. Uh-huh. And they will okay. go out of their way if there's something you want that's not on the menu. And I saw this happen numerous times. If there was something you wanted. It wasn't on the menu. They got it for you. Hmm. They got it for you. So. Don't feel too limited by the menu. If there's something you really want and you know they're serving it in the kitchen or something, they'll bring it out to you at the, at the pool. So, but pool hop away.
3: And Aaron, write to us when you come back.
1: Let us know. Yeah, let
3: us know yeah, what you us, thought. Yeah, tell us what you thought. That would be interesting.
1: Okay, I have an email from Brandy. She uh, We also read her email on the, the Disney show. She's another crossover. Um, <laughs> her subject line, you've made a universal believer out of me. I've been an avid listener of your Disney podcast from the beginning. I look forward to each new podcast and listening back to listening to, to the back-and-forth banter between all of you each week. We don't you, do
3: that, do we? No. Nah.
1: <laughs> There's no banter here. No. Nah.
4: No bantering allowed. No bantering allowed. <laughs> it's a banter-free
0: zone. Stop the bantering. You're bantering. They Stop never. it right now. No more bantering. I we don't, also don't want to do any Rambo tag. <laughs> they never pick on me. I have nah. to
1: go to the
2: banter room. Hurry up. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Brainy's going to be sorry. You guys, Anjali, too, always managed to bring a smile to my face. Mickey Milk was about the most hysterical thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Milk. <laughs> Mickey Milk. That was so gross.
2: Pete <laughs> <laughs> snorted Don't, We got to snort. I'm calling time on it. it only it. took us three <laughs> shows
5: it was, it was
0: today to do it. We recorded three shows, and that's my first snort. Time of snort. Oh, man. As I get tired, I think I snort more.
1: <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, I'd be, be the first to admit that I'm a hardcore Disney fan. Given the choice, I would happily spend all of my all of my money on Disney vacations and not bad an eye other destinations, much to my other much to my husband's dismay. However, after tuning into your first uni- Universal podcast, I'm considering a break from the House of the Mouse. Pete's review of his family's vacation at Universal and the Hard Rock was exactly what I needed to con- was exactly what I needed to convince me to try something different, and the Hard Rock sounds like a perfect place for us to stay for our family. Thank you so much for opening my eyes and mine to alternate vacation destinations. I look forward to listening to your future podcast.
0: I love to hear that. Yeah, I love to hear that. Like I said, you know, folks, I'm a huge Disney fan. I don't think anybody can question my credentials in in that regard. But I just, I I think too many Disney fans pigeonhole themselves in only Disney and don't open up their mind to experience Universal because Universal has a lot to offer. I realize it's not for everyone, but... You know, uh, that's something that I'm. I, I hope that we're able to do is is in t- use the show, use the site, and we expose people to some of the other things that are over there to do. So
3: well, the other thing is, is, Oh, sorry. Okay. If there's if you're coming by car or you're renting a car, they're 20 minutes apart. Right. Yeah, it's not like we're talking California and Florida. Yeah. You don't really have to decide. All you really have to decide is where you're going to stay. If you've got your car and a tank of gas, you can go to both. Right. So.
1: Even go to City Walk for a night, you know, six p.m. You venture after out. six p.m. You park for free. You have nothing to lose, really. I mean, exactly
5: the, the Universal Podcast has made us look at these Universal parks a little differently, and what we can do to enhance everybody's experience. Because of I mean, this, it I have an annual pass. Yeah, I mean, the Blues Brothers a stage show there—that's so good. It's—it's it's, that's a wonderful thing. And there's other. There's other things that are happening. I, I was over there last week, and y- you go all around Universal, and there's something happening all the time. And I saw you, the did, cat in
4: the hat. Uh, <laughs> you did.
1: I, didn't.
5: I know it's hard to do, but if, if you can go in there and not try to
1: compare constantly Disney, Universal, it's, it's, tough. it's tough to do, but if you can go in there with an open eye. My, my number one suggestion to mind.
0: everyone is if you're a Disney fan and you're going Universal for the first time, do not expect a Disney experience. It's not Disney. It's different. It, it's, keep your mind, keep an open mind, yeah. and remember that it's not supposed to be Disney. It's a different experience. So
4: that's a great lead into my email.
0: Cool. Well, <laughs> go then. Go well then, go ahead. What's your email?
4: Um, it's from Kim, and she's a longtime Dizzer. Was thrilled to hear that we were branching out and covering Universal in a once-a-month podcast. She considers herself to be Walt Disney World savvy, but with only a disastrous half-day trip to Universal under her belt. She was completely unprepared. How much effort should I put into planning this day or these day trips to Universal as compared to the planning I'd put into Walt Disney World Park days? Do we need detailed touring plans and dining reservations, or can we comfortably wing it? And is it worth paying for Universal Express Pass? We're going in mid-October, and she wants to know if the crowd level is going to be that bad then
5: as well. Great questions. Yeah, it's very good questions
0: this month.
2: Mid-October tends to be a little bit. Not as crowded as summer months or when kids are on school, but I think that Express Pass, when they do offer it, I think that's well worth the money.
3: Even if you get ahead of one person, it's worth it. <laughs> well, think of the gloating rights you have.
0: What you need to consider about the Express Pass is that Universal is a little odd in that they sell their Express Pass. Obviously, you get it if you if you're a hotel guest. But if you're not, if you're just a day guest and you want the same, basically the same perk of getting to the front of the line. You can purchase an Express Pass depending on how busy the parks are, depending on how busy the hotels are, A, determine the number of Express Passes that are available for sale, but also determine the price of the Express Pass. The price actually changes That's from weird. day to day. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of, yeah, Universal's real big on yielding every price they, they can possibly yield. That's even the price Even yeah. the prices of the cabanas at the hotel will change somewhat depending on how busy the hotel is. Um, so they're real big on yielding these prices like down to the day. Huh. So, But what you have to keep in mind, the biggest difference between the express pass that you purchase in the parks and the ones that you get with your hotel room key, your hotel room key will get you back onto those rides over and over again as many times as you want. With the express pass that you buy, that's only one shot per ride so you need to keep that in mind too that there is a difference there but i highly recommend the express pass G- get to the park early see i mean if you're going on a wednesday in october you're pretty safe i don't know that it's yeah. going to be a, how crowded it's going to be going on a saturday friday or saturday it might be a little bit different locals i think impact universal more than they do yeah. uh disney too so keep that in mind that when locals are tend to be there it's going to be a lot busier.
3: Also, she asks asks about dining reservations. I don't really think she needs dining reservations unless she wants to eat someplace like Emeralds. I, agree. I
0: was thinking yeah. the same thing. Emeralds and Chop Chop, which I don't recommend you even eat at Chop Chop. I think it's too dicey for the amount of money that you're paying. Chop Chop is uh, Emeralds other restaurant located over at the Royal Pacific. We were not. I was not impressed at all. Um, I've That's had a good experiences there, but i am well, I've had I've had some good ones. I've had some bad ones. Yeah. Take a look at our discussion boards, though. It's it, it's, wow. it's it's a crapshoot. Hmm. Hmm. And for even that me. much money, yeah. the last thing you need is a crapshoot. Our, disca- our discussion guaranteed. boards, other other sites, other review sites. It is some people love it. Some people say it was terrible. I've had good experiences there, but I've also had bad experiences there. So
5: they might want to uh, make a, a a reservation for the the luau over there.
0: At the Royal Pacific. At the Royal Pacific. That is a great, great little. And that might
5: be a destination thing that you want to make put into your plan. She's talking about a day trip, though. Yeah, but for a day
0: trip, for a day trip, no. For the most part, you're going to be able to wing it. I think so too. Um, You may have, you know, if it's really busy and you want to eat, you know, dinner at Margaritaville on a Friday night at seven o'clock, you're going to wait. You're going to wait for a table. Shy of that, though, and other than Emeralds.
3: I should, other than emeralds, unless you have your heart set on eating there, you don't really need a you're reservation. In good shape, yeah. And if you're flexible, if there's a, a way at Margaritaville, there are other choices.
4: Oh yeah, go to the Latin Quarter.
3: Right. So there's other places to eat if you don't get into your first. Well, I somewhere.
0: can't. I, I'm telling you, Latin Quarter. I think is is our- a real sleeper. It's a real sleeper over People there. People
4: don't realize.
0: They don't realize it. It's never crowded. For dinner. I want to go back. Prices are (laughs) good. The food is absolutely superb. Right
3: now, I'd pretty much go anywhere. And if you like mojitos, they're going to go now. There's
0: a hungry round table right now. We should move up with food. (laughs) We've been recording. We've been recording shows for the last four and a half hours, guys. Oh, God. Um, And just because like an hour-long show usually takes us like two and a half hours to record it. Because of Bob. Bob. Well, it's all Bob's fault.
5: Bob's the glue. (laughs) It goes to the train wreck
0: The glue It's the glue's fault
3: <laughs> but that It sounds, sounds like, amazing. A pig. like a pig
0: It does sound <laughs> yeah, like a pig <laughs> It's
5: a
4: train wreck I thought that it was like the sound a horse makes when it's, it's running It's a train wreck, wreck coming
5: down <laughs> the grass <train wreck. laughs> Clopity the clop, cloppity
4: <laughs> clop I have props, I gotta have my
5: props
0: <laughs> Alright, Mr. Varley, do you have a I uh, do, come on, on, come on Elmer I, I, I You're do. it, Bob, you're the anchor
3: God. It means you hold us down You're batting
5: cleanup.
4: Okay. I don't, I don't, are notes. you ready, Bob? Let's help go. Me. Help me.
3: Go orange, Safety orange. Go fast.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Julie, help me. Okay. I have an email from Diego Cordova.
4: Good job, Bob.
5: He's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And he says, my question is, I am a Florida resident and I'm traveling to Universal Parks this August. Uh, lately, we have been going to Universal quite a, quite a lot. So I'm thinking I should buy a year pass. But the website offers quite a bit of options on your year passes, including a monthly payment and a buy one year, get one free offer going on till August. What I want to know is what are the differences? Does one give you more perks than the other? Larger discounts? Also, I'm taking my family for their anniversary and would like to know what would be a good, quiet, adult friendly, maybe restaurant, romantic restaurant? Ooh. Dolphin friendly, romantic, with decent food inside the parks. Thanks for your your advice. Okay, I have one that actually I'm going to be taking advantage of is that buy one year, get a second year free on the that's, annual pass. That's
2: a Florida resident offer,
3: correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is a Florida, Florida, resident Florida resident offer. But that doesn't appear, uh, That's not good for the premium pass. I understand.
0: No, no, that's just for well, that's a two part power pass.
5: I have one that's Tupac preferred annual yeah, you pass. Per, well, yeah, you have right. the power
0: pass, the preferred pass and the premium. Yeah. Um Diego, uh there are no differences in terms of uh universal universal does make different different deals available to make it easier for you to get your uh to pay for your annual pass so that you can, you know, break the cost up over the cor- you know, over the course of a year. They charge every month. Uh there are no uh, there's no interest on that. It's just Literally twelve equal payments totaling the cost of your pass. Uh, for Florida residents, they are doing the uh, buy one year get the second year free right now. Um, and again, you can also do that on the on on their installment plan. And uh, it's so it, it it it's that's there's no difference doing it one way or the other that way. Now, in terms of the passes, you've got three different types of annual passes that you can buy. You've got the power the two park power pass, which does have blackout dates. It does not have uh, all of the uh, discounts and perks that the other two passes have. Your other pass, your preferred, your two park preferred, which has no blackout dates, you get almost all the discounts there. And then of course the premium, which is the the big granddaddy, which are uh, limited supplies. It's not unlimited. They're not. It's it's actually a pilot program, from what I understand. Nice. And that the the premium pass is the one that has the eight bottles of water, and the uh, special upgrades at the hotels, and uh, the free horror va- nights, uh, the free valet parking, uh, the Halloween horror nights pass. That's I think running two seventy nine for that pass. And again, even with that pass, you can break those payments up into twelve twelve months if you want to. So it really all depends on what, what, you, what want. you want. Yeah. If you know that Halloween Horror Nights, if that's something you know you're going to do, personally, I think the best, the best pass, the best of the annual passes is that premium pass with 279.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend the the two park power pass if you want to go to Mardi Gras. There, there's a, there are a lot of blackout dates for that. For Most example, of those dates are blacked out. This past year, the Daughtry concert that was blacked mm-hmm. out. If you yeah. had that one pass, so you, you might know, get you might get stuck missing one.
0: It depa- of yeah, it depends on how often you go to Universal. Uh, he's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, he so, says he
4: comes quite often. Couple
0: of hours. So if you come, if you come often, Never. if you come often, if you plan on being here during Halloween horror nights, I I think personally I would go with the 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 premium pass. That would be my my suggestion. But either the premium or the preferred. Yeah. I, I would not. I do not recommend the 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 power pass.
4: Because if he's looking to get that year free, you know that could be something to his advantage if he has a lot of children or a large family or whatever. Right. You know, be exactly.
0: For him. So. That is my suggestion there.
2: And not paying for 12 months with no interest, that's a great deal. Yeah. That's like free money. So. You
0: know, SeaWorld does the same thing. No, 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 no. It. It's not, not paying. You, you, you're I'm, building I'm saying, 12 equal installments 12, every month. But I mean, there's no interest for there's 12. There's no interest right. on that. 12 easy payments. I'm
5: going to do that with the yeah. three passes. Saves no interest? Yeah. I mean. You're using their money. You might yeah. Exactly. Money. I love using other people's money. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love using any money. Really. <laughs>
2: And then, what about a place to dine? That's I'm so hungry. Do we have to talk about romantic, food again?
0: Romantic in park? It's hard to do. Um, really, no, I, I do not. You don't want to do a romantic dinner in the park. They're just, you, just the closest you're going to get is Mythos, and I don't know that I would consider Mythos romantic. Yeah. You want a nice romantic meal? I'm going to sound like a broken record here. You want a nice romantic meal? Go over to Mama Della's at Portofino. Yeah. Get there around. Get your table around seven, seven thirty at night. Uh, if it's a nice night out, sit out on the uh, uh, on the piazza, and you got the Note, the music of the night that they sing uh, at eight o'clock um, for about twenty minutes. They do a nice twenty-minute show on the piazza. That's brilliant. Um, you want to talk about a, a romantic yeah. dinner? Uh, I-, I personally that that's the first thing that comes to my head. I'm a big fan of Mamadellas. I've eaten there two or three dozen times now. Yeah. And have never had a bad meal, never, not Me once.
4: I would also suggest Emeralds for an anniversary dinner.
0: Emeralds, yeah, which we good. always say that, but yeah,
3: or the Palm,
4: yeah.
0: See, I just find that uh, the the quality of food, the type of food, the the quantity of food for the price you're getting at Mama Della's is, is better than what you're going to get at the Palm or you're going to get at Emeralds. It's a less expensive meal. I think it's more romantic, especially if you can be out in the piazza. That's mm-hmm. the romantic element. Yeah. Sitting in inside Mamadella's itself, I wouldn't say is very romantic. It's kind of tight, it's kind of loud, it's kind of clamoring. Uh, whereas out on the piazza it's just a whole different mm-hmm. experience.
3: When's he coming? October. August. October. I think
2: it's August is
3: when he's planning August. his family trip.
0: August. Yeah, yeah I Mamadellas mean,
1: has the people that come
0: to the table and play music. Yeah, for they do you have know? the strolling the strolling uh. Which uh, i me sometimes. I'm trying See, to eat my I Marsala.
3: I find air conditioning romantic.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean I'll, I'll tell you the even on the warm days when I, I've done that, you know, at night you get a nice breeze out there. Yeah. It depends on it depends on what kind of day it is.
4: But I love dining I'll outdoors. Take Diana yeah. over
0: there; she's like putty in my
5: hands. When
4: okay, it, Bob it, TMI.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And on that note, folks, we are going to wrap up this month's edition of the Universal, uh, the Dis Unplugged Universal Podcast. Oh. As I said, folks, we are going to be um, uh, we're going to be doing this show. The last Tuesday of every month talking about what you can uh, what you're going to find coming up uh, the following month and we're going to continue to do our our giveaway uh, each month. so go ahead and send us your questions uh, to podcast at www.info.com, anything you'd like us to answer about universal and uh, we were going to take um, from all the uh, emails that we receive we're going to select one winner at random to receive either a two-park annual pass to Universal, the preferred pass, not the power pass, two-park annual, or a uh, two tickets to go see Blue Men Group. So podcast at www.info.com. Of course, you can fill out the form as well on our show notes page, podcast.www.info.com Just follow the links for the Universal show. And uh, that will wrap it up for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed our show, and we will be back with you next month with another edition of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition Podcast.